Sheridan Consulting and Wealth Management presents Be More Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise with Dennis and Sharon. This husband and wife duo are making a difference by bringing financial and wellness education into everyday life. Sharing empowering actions and essential habits for you to be healthy and wealthy. Welcome to our How to Protect Your Identity in a Virtual World podcast. We're really excited about this podcast as we've been wanting to virtually share this information with as many people as possible. I had my identity stolen in 2015 and learned a lot from it and want to share all of this information with you. Uh, What we want to do is teach you how to take your identity off the grid. In 2015, the Identity Theft Resource Center recognized that year as the year of the Social Security number breach, as there were 164 million records released. We think that it is incumbent upon everyone who has a Social Security number to protect their identity. You must assume that your information is running around somewhere, whether it's on the dark web, uh, whether it's foreign governments or foreign hackers who have this information, and they're going to try to use it. So there are some things we want to review today. We're going to go over what a credit freeze is and explain what that means and some things that you must know prior to freezing your credit and some steps for you to take prior to freezing your credit reports. The other thing we're going to go over is how to protect your children and the elderly or vulnerable adults in your family. Two other areas that are on the rise in identity theft are bank account opening fraud as well as income tax fraud. So why don't we dive in and talk about what a credit freeze is. It's a really confusing term. It, it is. And people these days know more about credit freezes than we did two years ago when your identity was stolen. That's right. I've been doing talks on uh, how to freeze your credit. And in the beginning of when I started to do this in 2016, and I would ask the room uh, who knew what a credit freeze was, the only hands that were raised were other identity theft victims because you don't really learn what a credit freeze is until after your identity is stolen because that is the way to stop the criminals is to place a freeze on each of the credit bureaus. Now, one new piece of information we have, Dennis, is what? How many credit bureaus are there? We now have four. Four? Oh my, right? We know about the big three, that's Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And now we have a fourth credit bureau that has come to the service called Novus. So we want to explain each of the actions that you must take to freeze your credit. But the way that I like to explain a credit freeze, it's like putting a lock on the door to each of the four credit bureaus. Because one of the things that I had learned when I had my identity stolen was that it was only three pieces of information that was needed. That's your name, your social security number, and your date of birth that are needed for someone to open the door to your credit report and establish a liability account in your name. So the reason why a credit freeze works is that it locks that door. So when a criminal takes your three pieces of information that are 
currently flying around cyberspace, don't you think, Dennis? Yes, that, that, you have to assume that all of your information is out there. That when that criminal takes those pieces of information to a vendor to open up a liability account, the vendor would then take your information and are easily able to open the door to your credit report and see your score. So the reason why a credit freeze works is that with that door locked, when that criminal goes to open the account, the vendor will not be able to assess their risk because they can't see your credit score. So that is the reason why a credit freeze works. Now, in order to do a credit freeze, it's very simple, right, Dennis? We've, we've uh, placed the freeze and then we've unfrozen our credit multiple times. My credit was just checked one week ago and it took me about 15 seconds to unfreeze my credit. Right. And it makes it a lot easier after you've done it a few times as well, just sure. as with anything. So what you'll want to do is go to our website, which is www.sheridan, and that is spelled S-H-A-R, like Sharon, I-D-E-N, like Dennis, SheridanConsulting.com. And under the Education tab, we have a whole section that is created for how to protect your identity. And we have a page where you're able to go and access the links to each of the four credit bureaus easily from our website. And then you'll follow the steps at each of the credit bureaus, either using their online tool or you can call their 800 number to place the freeze. When you place a freeze, in some states, there may be a fee associated with that, but I think Congress is working hard right now to make uh, it free for everyone in any state. When I went to unfreeze my credit just last week, I found out that it was free. And every time that I had done this over the past several years, it cost me $5 to freeze and $5 to unfreeze. And now it's, it's, it's free. It was a surprise to me. Well, I'm, I'm really happy that they've made changes because that was one of the things in my research about credit freezes. I couldn't understand why one state was $5, another was free, and another was 10 So it I'm really, it didn't. So we're really excited that this is now a free tool or should be soon. So you place the freeze on your account and they will give you a pin. And that pin is what is needed when you want to unfreeze your credit. And the unfreezing process is very simple. You go back to the same tool at each of the credit bureaus or whichever one you need to unfreeze. Because typically when you're needing to unfreeze your credit so that you can use it for yourself, you'll be directed to one of the, of the credit bureaus that would be used. So they should tell you, okay, we're using Equifax to check your credit report. You would go back to the Equifax tool and you need to enter in your PIN. It probably could even be done easily from your phone if you have everything accessible uh, right then on the spur of the moment as well. The unfreeze is instantaneous. As soon as you hit the button, you will be able to pull your credit directly from there. So one of the things that we get asked a lot is about credit monitoring. And credit monitoring in my opinion, is not needed if you have a credit freeze. Just to tell you a little bit about my story, I had my identity stolen in 2015, and I was using an app called Credit Karma, which is a really great app. They allow you to see two of your three credit scores, 
and they also uh, allow you to see two of the credit reports. So you're very much informed about what your credit score is. So I had Credit Karma and they have free credit monitoring as well on the app. And I had gotten an email saying that there was a hard inquiry on my credit, which I did not recognize. And I ended up having two cell phone accounts that were opened in my name. And even though it was only two cell phone accounts and I caught it within three days from when identity theft had begun, it cost me over 20 hours of work. And this is the reason why we wanted to give this advice virtually and help as many Americans as we possibly can to make this process as easy and simple so that you're able to protect yourself because it's really about your mental health that we're trying to protect here for you. Definitely. I think the thing that inspired Sharon to build the website initially and to get the word out was the anguish that she went through in trying to clean this up. The Identity Theft Resource Center says that it takes approximately 200 hours and six months to clear up your credit. It took Sharon 20 hours to get this done and just to see how difficult it was and how stressful it was on Sharon, I think that definitely inspired her to get the word out. Nobody has 20 hours to dedicate to cleaning up identity theft. When you think about the productivity that is lost, it, it's, it's, it's a tremendous amount. Well, there was a lot of anxiety and uh, feeling violated. I remember it was June when it happened and it stole time from my family. I remember yep. looking out the window and seeing you playing with the kids, wishing that I was out there in that beautiful sunny weather. Instead, I was chained to the desk doing research as to what else could they do with my information and how do I protect myself? It was definitely a tough week. So it was a lesson in the school of hard knocks that we wanted to share with you. So credit monitoring, which is what Credit Karma provides for free, is really what saved me from continuing to happen for months and months. And, you know, if I had not had that free credit monitoring from Credit Karma, I probably would have had that six months that it took to clean up because who knows how much more damage they would have done besides opening two more cell phone accounts. Catching it in two days really gave you a head start, there's no doubt. But really what credit monitoring, my analogy, is that... It's like setting the alarm to your house and leaving your front door unlocked. None of us would do that today. Yeah. And I think that that's the same thing that's going to happen with your credit report. Just like in probably the 1950s, people didn't lock their front door. You wouldn't think about leaving your front door unlocked today. And that's what I believe is going to happen with your credit report. So there are some things that we want to review before you freeze your credit that you need to know. And one of them is called identity verification software. So sometimes you might be opening an online account and there are some questions that are posed to you. I used to call them the really freaky questions. How in the world do people know these uh, questions about you? Such as, uh, did you have a loan with Honda in 1994? It really makes you think like Big Brother knows everything about you. There's no doubt. Right. But what this software does is it accesses your credit report to pose questions that only you should know about yourself. And sometimes you don't even know the answers to the questions yourself, do you, no, no, I can't remember half of those questions. So if you have your credit frozen, you will not be able to use these types of online tools. So there's a couple things that we want you to do first before you freeze your credit. 
And the first one, sign up for Credit Karma. Like I had said before, it's a great tool that allows you to understand what your credit score is and the different things that will impact it positively or negatively. But it's also a good sign of your financial health and knowing that is important. And Credit Karma will use questions from your credit report to identify you to make sure you are who you say you are when you're downloading the app. Right. So if your credit's frozen, you won't be able to download the app or sign up for their online account. So we definitely believe that you should do that first. The second thing that is really important is going to ssa.gov, which is Social Security's online account. You need to go there so that you can get your annual Social Security statement. You need to sign up for an online ssa.gov account. And you want to get that done first because if you freeze your credit and then you try to go into Social Security, you're going to have to unfreeze your credit to try to get into that same Social Security site. That's right. And everybody should be concerned about doing a retirement analysis. The clock is ticking, whether you're you know, 30 years, 20 years, 10, 5 years away from retirement. And we are here to help do that analysis for you. And one of the first things that we always ask for is your Social Security statement. So we used to get mailed our social security statements every year, and that's not the case anymore. Currently, they're only mailing these statements on the fifth anniversary of your birthday. So 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, and so on. So you must go and open up your account with ssa.gov so that you can review your annual social security statement to check not only to make sure that your earnings are being reported properly, but also to be able to make sure that there's no employment fraud that could be occurring with your social security number. So once you sign up for Social Security, you've signed up for Credit Karma, I have two other things you probably want to take care of, which is uh, getting your online annual credit report. You can go to annualcreditreport.com and you're able to get your uh, credit report sent to you. The other thing you might want to do is also opt out of all that junk mail. So we have some information on uh, where to go to opt out. And also there's another option with dmachoice.org, which will stop all the catalogs and magazines and really give your mailbox a makeover, which all of those things, the more information that gets sent to your house, the more opportunity there could be for identity theft. But you know what? One of the things that freezing your credit does is it really makes it so that there is no other type of fraud that occurs. So for example, there's fraud going on where someone will go and open up an online social security account for you and begin to collect your social security payments at 62. So by having a freeze on your credit, it's also going to help protect you from any other type of fraud that might be out there that would be used with this identity verification software. All of our clients and family and friends have a sense of a, a, a peace of mind when it comes to their credit being frozen. When there are breaches and we're reading this in the newspaper or we're seeing it on the, on the internet uh, headlines that there was a breach or, or all of these records were released. When we talk to our clients and family and friends, they kind of smile and say, hey, my, uh, my credit's frozen, so I feel pretty good. 
That was definitely rewarding, wasn't it, Dennis? Because we have been on a mission to educate people on what a credit freeze is. And then the second thing that we've been on a mission to do is trying to make it as easy as possible for you. Our website is the only place that I know of where all of this information is in one central location to try to make it easy for you to take these steps and these preventative measures. Prevention is very important to protect yourself in a lot of different areas. So protect your mental health and make sure that you go to our website and follow these steps because it truly will help protect you and save time when your information ends up getting used because again, it's out there. One of the things that we had realized was when we were explaining what a credit freeze was that, you know, people would listen, but taking those steps was so difficult. So again, make sure you go to our website and take these steps. We've made it super easy for you. One of the other really difficult things is how to freeze your child's credit. And synthetic identity theft is on the rise. And that occurs with children's information or their social security numbers where a criminal can take a blank social security number because there is no credit file attached to a child. And they're able to fabricate over many years an identity. By protecting your children, you will make sure that they will have a bright future because typically identity theft of children is not discovered until they go to apply for their first loan, whether that's right. It could be your car loan. They might, you know, figure it out a little bit earlier, or it could be for a student loan. I had a conversation with a woman who was in her early 20s and told me a heartbreaking story about how she had her identity stolen as a child, did not know that until she went to apply for her first student loan so that she could go to college. And because of the identity theft, she was unable to start college on time. So it really hindered her ability to start out her adulthood on the right foot, and it created a lot of stress and a lot of work in cleaning up. When you think about the amount of red tape and paperwork that would be involved in a situation where your child's identity has been stolen for a decade or more, it's just, it's a daunting amount of work. It really is. Now, the credit bureaus don't make it real easy. Um, they want you to send in a lot of documentation, a cover letter. Um, and what we have done, again, to make it easy for you, is have created a minor's identity protection packet that is also available on our website where we have written all of the cover letters for you. All you have to do is fill in your child's information and your information and attach the documents and mail them in to the four credit bureaus. That will make sure that your child is protected. So make sure you look at the How to Protect the Children page and download your copy of the Protecting the Minor's Identity. Now, one of the other areas that has us concerned is the elderly. We have a lot of clients that as they age become susceptible to 
fraud and they're constantly bombarded, whether it be from people calling them, trying to steal their money and convince them to give information over the phone, or it's mailings that they receive. So the elderly are very susceptible to identity theft and they're less likely to be able to identify that it's happened in a short period of time. It's interesting. People talk so many times about having online accounts and being susceptible to fraud that way. Oftentimes we see with the elderly, with them not having online accounts, that they don't see the activity that is occurring sometimes in these fraudulent situations. It might take them a month before they see a bank statement. It might take them a quarter or even a year before a family member sees that bank statement to actually see this weird activity going on in the accounts. Right. So what we recommend is that you sit down with your parents, grandparents, and walk them through the process, whether it's on the phone or you can use the online tool, but do make sure that you take care of them. The next area we want to talk about is how to prevent bank account opening fraud. So this is where someone will use your name date of birth, social security number, a fake driver's license, and they will go to the bank, open up an account in your name, deposit a little bit of money, and then they'll start to write bad checks. So one area that you're able to protect yourself is with placing a freeze at checks systems. Now, most people have never heard of check systems. No, check systems is very foreign to people, but certainly working in the banks, we've seen it. That's right. So when you sit down with that banker to open your new account, the system is going to check check systems. And what check systems is looking for is any derogatory information on your banking file. So if you're someone that has had late fees and overdraft charges, that's going to show up because the bank wants to see what type of risk you are. So if you place a freeze at check systems, there will not be able to have new bank accounts opened in your name. And that can protect you on a whole other level. If someone's trying to steal money from your bank accounts or maybe investment accounts or equity lines and opening in a bank account to be able to collect those funds that they might be stealing from you, this will prevent that from happening because they won't be able to open the bank account in your name fraudulently and have money wired there. Again, the, the theme is to live off the grid. So if we can remove the ability for the criminals to be able to open these accounts, we think we put you in the best position for success. So the last area we want to talk about is income tax fraud. And this is really stressful and frustrating if it happens to you. And if you're due a refund, guess what? It's going to be months before you get that refund. So I know a lot of people count on that refund either to put into savings or uh, to pay off some bills. So it can really hinder your financial situation if you're not able to get your refund in a timely fashion. It seems like every year we're talking to a client or a friend or a family member who's saying, oh, I went to file my taxes and it turns out someone already did. You talk about feeling violated and really taking time to clear this kind of a thing up. Uh, tax fraud is, is just a nightmare. So you can place an identity theft indicator on your tax file. And this is really only recommended if you know that your information has been used, not that you have just had a breach. You know, the IRS would be putting identity theft indicators on every single tax file because, again, you have to assume that every American's information is flying around cyberspace. 
So if you are the victim of a known identity theft, such as myself, you need to put the identity theft indicator on your file by filling out the identity theft affidavit form, which is also on our website and uh, as a link to the IRS website. So make sure that you're protecting yourself, not only on the federal side, but also on the state side. So you need to find out what your state's process is to also protect your state return. So one of the last things I want to wrap up is talking about that fourth credit bureau, Inovis. And one of the things I just want to let you know is that there is not a score attached to your Inovis file. It is just housing all of the information that your creditors send to them uh, every single month, just like the other three credit bureaus. But there is no score that's associated with them. One of the things that you have to do when you are going through the process of freezing your child's credit, you will need to call each of the four credit bureaus to find out if there is a file opened on your child, which again, there should not be. When I called Inovis to find out if there was a file on my children, there actually was, which surprised me. So I'm not exactly sure how that is possible. There was no record, but they did have the child's information. So just so you know, that might be the case if you call as well. And I guess not to worry because you're placing a freeze on that file right away anyway. If you have any questions or want to share with us what your experience was with freezing your credit, going through check systems, uh, going through placing an identity theft indicator on your tax return, please reach out to us because as we gather more information from individual experiences, it helps strengthen our advice. With no formal tech training, Sharon built the prototype to this website several years ago, and it has morphed into more information and it's morphed into more experiences and it's morphed into more uh, templates so that we can make your life simpler and make this process easier. This website is a one-stop shop for protecting yourself against identity fraud. That's right. And we also are hosting identity theft workshops on walking you through this process because we've talked to a lot of people over the last several years about freezing their credit. And we have a lot of A-type clients and A-type friends. And probably only about half of them took the action, which showed me that there was a little bit of some trepidation in trying to take action. So again, my goal is to try to make this as easy as possible for you. That's why we've created the steps on the website and why we have created the on-demand workshop where we are able to hold your hand and walk you through the process so you can complete this task. When Experian did a survey after their big data breach last year, 84% of people said that they were frightened about their information being online, but only but 64% of people said that they would take no action because it was too difficult. Um, again, we just want this site to make it as easy as possible for you to be able to get your identity off the grid. 
An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right, Dennis? Yes, but, you know, none of us really want to take preventative measures. But make sure you take this one to protect your mental health because I know from experience that it is really a pain when your information starts to get used because it is out there, everyone. So go and protect yourself and call us and email us with any questions or your experience. We'd love to hear them. As always, we're here to help you be more healthy, Healthy, wealthy, wealthy, and wise. Dennis and Sharon provide guidance aiming to help clients be more healthy, wealthy, and wise through a planning-focused approach of organization, objective advice, and ongoing client education. They also inspire and advocate for an active and healthy lifestyle. Because without your health, your wealth means nothing. Dennis and Sharon are located in Baltimore and also have meeting space in Salisbury, Maryland. They enjoy meeting with clients face-to-face, but are also able to maintain relationships through their virtual advice model. Be sure to check out their website, SheridanConsulting.com, for their virtual and in-person financial boot camps. And in order to bring financial education into your everyday life, make sure to like them on Facebook and follow them on Twitter. You can connect with both Dennis and Sharon on LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe to their YouTube and Podbean channels. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA CIPIC. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial consultant prior to investing. No strategy assures success or protects against loss.